Hello and welcome to the Game On DFS CSGO Rewind. I'm your host, Tyler James, aka Humpty Dumpty, and today we will be talking about the April 2nd, 2020 CSGO slate on DraftKings. Here with me today is our special guest, Teo's Desserts. Hello, everyone. So, Teo's Desserts, why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it? Um, we posted another blog post yesterday on yesterday's CSGO Slate. So, why don't we just start talking about where we were right and where we were wrong? Yeah, sure thing. And just to clarify for everyone, uh, I'm in charge of writing all the articles for CSGO content for Game On. I do this in conjunction with our in house data analytics expert, Splash. Uh, so he is our man behind the curtains with the calculators and all the fun, complicated stuff. And I write up the content for you and something that's more palpable and try to give you a little humor to make it uh, easy to remember what's going on. So for today's slate, uh, we had some hits. We had some misses. Most notably, I'm not exactly sure what happened to Serato and the gang putting up a dud today. I uh, saw that his ownerships were very high across the board, really took out a couple lineups, especially our own. And you'll see in my write-up for tomorrow's slate, uh, voicing a little frustration at how Furia really handled that series. Really big disappointment. Uh, beyond that, I was very happy to see uh, Zelsis and Cooper be a couple of the top value picks today, both putting up, I believe, over 60 points for very low salaries which really helps you kind of stack a few of the more expensive people today. But you had to be careful with that because if you played guys like Acor and Sejush and a few of the other guys, you ended up paying up for a uh, terrible stat line. So the big thing that we've had to notice so far through the first couple days of DraftKings having CSGO is their inability to understand how salary should function and that just because you have someone who's more expensive doesn't mean they're worth that extra price. And you have to be careful navigating these slates. Awesome. I, I think that's really helpful information that our followers and readers will be able to digest and be able to use to help them build their lineups. Now, now speaking of building lineups, we've had a lot of questions from our followers and readers about how can they make a great, how can they have a great strategy to build the best possible lineup? Sure thing. And this changes day by day, slate by slate. Some slates have more games than others. Some have better pricing than others. So far, it seems that the general rule of thumb is you have to find a team that's going to stomp their opponent, stack that to some extent, whether it's two people exposure, three people exposure. I've seen teams that have like a 3-1-1-1, a 3-2-1, a 2-2-2 really come at the top of GPPs. And it really just depends on how a lot of the matches work out. So it's one of those things where the first thing you do when you look at a slate is you should identify, okay, I think these two games, for example, are going to be 2-0 sweeps. They're going to stomp their opponent. And you look at maybe picking two or three guys from those two uh, teams because with that 2-0 sweep, you get a big a game length adjustment for not going to game three. So if your players do really well in those first two, their game their game length adjustment is going to be massive, is really going to push them up to the top. But at the same time, if you target those guys and they're not the ones that carry the load, they kind of just hang around for those first two games, that's going to be a detriment. So if you stack a team in that way, you really got to nail the guys that you pull from it. And I've first thought about going for like the one 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 type of thing taking the top player off each team but not only is that difficult with so many of these teams being a little bit more balanced but if you try to pull that you're going to have games from different series that don't really make a lot of sense for fantasy purposes given the importance of those game like adjustments 
Awesome. I think that's um, a lot of really helpful information that I think will help our followers, help our readers be able to build the best possible lineup. Um, so why don't we move on to what are some of your thoughts uh, pre-data um, about how you think the matchups are going to go today? Maybe talk a little bit about the players, talk about um, their value. I know we haven't posted the blog post yet. Um, we haven't necessarily gone into all the information, but what are some of your first thoughts uh, about what you think is going to happen today? Yeah, sure thing. I'm watching the end of Evil Genius closing out map three on MIBR right now. Looks like they're about to go up 15 to eight with a large financial advantage, so there shouldn't be any issues there. Once that game finally wraps up, we can pull out some updated stats to get that article done. Uh, the first thing to look at is this is the largest slate we've had so far. This is going to be six games and seeing a few teams that we have not actually seen on DraftKings before, including Tyloo. Uh, this is going to be exciting because Tyloo is god-awful. They are the worst team in CSGO that we'll have in any of these slates. And they are playing the team that before today had not won more than one series in 2020. So there's a couple interesting games beyond the terrible versus the terrible. And then on the flip side of that, you have a game like OG versus FaZe, where FaZe has to win this game to stay in the top of the standings. If they win, they are going to be tied with the other two top teams in their group. If they lose, they fall behind and are basically out of the hunt. So this is a game where they're coming off, a, they're facing an OG team that just lost to the terrible Virtus Pro team. But th this game has a lot of importance for each team, and you're going to have to see Nico really pull out all, uh, every trick in his book for this game. So that's a really kind of an easy game to target from the very beginning given the pressure really being put on phase. And then beyond that, we have a couple other games that should be stomping. This might be the first opportunity to see Virtus Pro really manhandle a team against Tyloo. Tyloo is the type of team that you don't want to have any exposure to because they, there's just there's no one on that team capable of putting up a decent stat line. And with the pricing today, you're going to see uh, a lot – larger range given the larger slate so the it's going to be a lot of different options for your rosters but there are some really fun games for both value and i think stacking the top of your lineup with a great captain like nico and a lot of your lineups or some of uh, these other top tier players awesome so what i just heard there was i should go all in on tyloo correct uh if you want to just send me your money you can do that instead i i'd appreciate it more than DraftKings. all right that sounds good do you take cashier's checks perfect all right, that sounds great. Okay, so I believe that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Any final thoughts uh, for our followers? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, uh, Splash and I first started doing this for a couple friends of ours that were really into Counter-Strike but didn't really understand DFS. And we basically were like, well, screw it. We'll just write you an article to help you understand. Then we were encouraged to post it online. We've gotten some really great feedback from people using our content. Whether you're new to DFS, new to Counter-Strike, or new to both, hopefully we can condense a lot of new information for you in a way that makes uh, sense and has a little bit of humor behind it, if not a little bit of... Uh, a jerky attitude towards some of the older players, some of the worst teams try to have fun with them. And overall, just want to help people uh, take part in playing DFS with Counter-Strike because we all love it. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Teo Desserts, and thank you so much for listening to today's CSGO Rewind. Again, I am your host, Tyler James, a.k.a. Humpty Dumpty. Thanks to Teo Desserts for being with us today. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For even more in-depth information, check out our blog. Link is in the description. Make, to follow, make sure to follow us on all our social channels, and make sure to get your game on.